Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And not just the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotel's family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel, serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. Happy Saturday. Since the Great London Smog came up in our recent episode on Thomas Midgley Jr. and his development of leaded gasoline, we are bringing that out as today's Saturday Classic. This episode originally came out on July 2nd, 2014. Enjoy. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. Today we have a listener request. It is from listener Stuart. So London has a long and established history as a very foggy place. And for many centuries, that fog was also very dirty. In the 1850s, Charles Dickens described London as fog up the river where it flows among green airs and meadows, fog down the river where it rolls defiled among the tiers of shipping and the waterside pollutions of a great and dirty city. Uh, Like in the 1880s, when Jack the Ripper was, you know, in London, being a serial killer, that was even more terrifying because it was all going on in this disgusting smog. Claude Monet, who, uh, you know, his his paintings really examined light and shadow, went to London at the turn of the 20th century specifically to paint what the smog was doing to the sun. <laughs> so smog is not a modern Los Angeles thing. No. So <laughs> that is why when the Great London Smog descended in December of 1952, nobody quite realized anything unusual was going on. 
People had been burning coal to heat their homes in London, at least since the Middle Ages, and this dense, grimy pea soup fog had been documented all the way back to the 1600s. Uh, that it really did get worse. Uh, a lot of this like filth was coming from people burning coal to heat their homes. Um, but the Industrial Revolution did make it worse by adding industrial smokestacks to the mix. Uh, there had also been some possibly deadly smog before 1952. At various points, this dense smog had rolled in during the dead of winter, and it seemed like maybe more people were dying than normal. But it was also usually during a bitter cold snap, and so it wasn't completely clear whether it was the smog or the cold that was killing people. Doctors had suspected since the Victorian era that smog could be deadly, but they didn't really have a good way to prove it. But in the case of the Great London Smog, it was conclusive. This was an environmental disaster that was worse than anything that had been documented at that point. It uh, it dwarfed some more recent smog-related deaths that had hit Belgium in 1930 and Denora, Pennsylvania in 1948. And by the time it was over, there was no real, there was a, there were attempts to argue that it was not the smog's fault, but it was obvious that it was the smog's fault. Um, and at its largest, the smog was uh, 30 kilometers or 18 miles around London. And before it was gone, it had killed thousands of people. Yeah. And it all started on Friday, December 5th of 1952. Uh, And at first, the smog wasn't particularly unusual as smog went. During that first day, it was just your standard dry, smoky fog, and people went about their business. Uh, That night, however, the fog thickened, and it took on a distinctly sulfurous smell. So normally, air near the ground is warmer than the air above it. So hot air, like smoke from a chimney can rise up through the cold air. But on the night of December 5th, as the ground got colder, the air near the ground also got colder, and it wound up cooling off to a lower temperature than the air above it. That created what's known as a thermal inversion. So smoke from chimneys and smokestacks got trapped near the ground, and a high-pressure area over the city contributed to this problem as well. And a mist also formed in that layer of cool air, which was also a very big problem. As water condensed out of the air, it collected on the particles of soot, tar, and sulfur dioxide, basically creating acid fog. Acid fog was also not really an extraordinary situation in London at this point, but normally, in the morning, the sun would come out and it would heat up the air in the ground again so smoke could start to rise normally and the sun would evaporate all of this acid mist that was lingering. But on the morning of December 6th, the smog was so thick that the sun could not break through it. So the air that was near the ground stayed cold and the smog did not go anywhere. It was also colder than normal, so people had to burn more coal than usual to heat their homes. So as the smog wore on, more and more pollution was added to this already stagnant cloud of hovering acid rain. Every night during the smog, when, the, when night fell, the fog would just get thicker and thicker. And at the worst of it, which was that Sunday, visibility dropped to as little as a meter, or about three feet. According to the Met Office, here's what was pumped into the air around London every day during the smog. 1,000 tons of smoke particles, 2,000 tons of carbon dioxide, 140 tons of hydrochloric acid, and 14 tons of fluorine compounds. 
On top of that, about 370 tons of sulfur dioxide going into the air were converted into 800 tons of sulfuric acid. During the worst of the smog, you could not see the sun, or as the saying goes, your hand in front of your face, uh, or your own feet while you were standing up. Soot basically settled on and blackened everything. Uh, Everything smelled terrible, and it was physically difficult to breathe. People wore masks or covered their noses and mouths with handkerchiefs. This might have helped a little bit, but not a lot. And visibility was so bad that taxi and bus drivers couldn't see to drive. So transportation along the roads ground to a halt, and people abandoned their vehicles because they either couldn't see or couldn't get through the resulting gridlock. This completely overloaded the London Underground, which was spared from the smog by virtue simply of being underground. The BBC published an account of Barbara Fuster, who described having gone out to dinner with her fiancé during the smog, and the smog was so thick that her fiancé couldn't see to drive home, and the headlights of the car just reflected off the smog and couldn't penetrate through it at all. So they used the side lights. She walked ahead of the car the whole way in the range of the side lights, while her fiancé leaned his head out the window so he could see her. They also could not stop because the people behind them would not be able to see their brake lights. So if they stopped, that would have meant risking getting rear-ended. And they proceeded in this manner for 16 miles, which is a very long distance. Uh, Tracy and I have both done some distance running, and we know that that is a very long distance. That's more than a half marathon. Right. So they got home at five in the morning and everything, their faces, their clothes, their vehicle, completely black with soot. So this may sound like the extraordinary effort of one person to get home, but ambulances and fire trucks were doing exactly the same thing to get to where they needed to go. And when the ambulances failed to run, people who needed to get to the hospital walked there. So, uh, you know... Not so delightful. Uh, Patients arrived with soot-blackened faces and blue lips from their lack of oxygen because, remember, the air was unbreathable. Boat traffic on the Thames ground to a halt, as did air traffic at Heathrow Airport. Flights were either canceled or diverted to other airports that were outside of the smog. And this smog disrupted the train schedules as well, and one ferry across the English Channel was delayed by 15 hours. It had to anchor off the coast of France because visibility was simply too bad for it to get to England and Great Britain. Parents were advised to keep their children home from school, not just because the air was foul, but because people were literally afraid that the children would get lost in the smog on their way there. Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. 
I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if everyone's being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. And because it was almost uh, dark as night outside all the time and the impassable roads kept police from being able to respond, crime rates skyrocketed. Most sporting events during the smog were canceled, including rugby and soccer games. This was the first time that an event in Wembley Stadium had been canceled since the facility had opened in 1923. On the other hand, Oxford and Cambridge were due to have a cross-country running competition And for some reason, that went ahead as planned. But because the runners couldn't really see the field, there would be volunteers stationed to yell at them which way to go. Like, come here, this way. I I can't imagine what breathing at the rate of a speedrunner in that air quality must have felt like. Well, in doing the research, I did not find anything about, like, what, the medical condition of these runners was when it got to the end. Oh, sounds horrible. Uh, on the night of the 8th, a theater in London had to cancel the remainder of its performance of the opera La Traviata after Act 1 because the building had filled with smog. 
Archivists also were finding smog in the stacks at the British Museum. So this sounds pretty horrifying to me. And it went on like this for days until the wind finally came to the rescue and it blew the fog down the Thames and out to the North Sea on Tuesday the 9th. It does indeed sound like a sci-fi film in many regards. <laughs> I'm sure Vin Diesel will star in the story of the smog. Uh, buses and taxis were able to return to their service fairly quickly after the wind blew this stuff away, but rail delays did persist for a bit. So apart from the inconvenience, a lot of people died during the smog. A normal death toll during this period of time in London would have been 1,852 people. But during the smog, 4,703 people died. The death rate in the East End, which was home to a lot of factories, as well as being a very poor and overcrowded part of town, was nine times higher than normal. Most of the people who died between December 5th and December 10th were people who already had some kind of problem with their lungs or their ability to breathe. The majority was elderly, which was another reason it wasn't immediately apparent that something unusual was really happening. Uh, An often repeated story is that because so many of the people who died were already sick, nobody really realized that the number of people dying was actually higher than normal until the supplies of coffins and flowers started to run low because of all of the um, funeral services that they had to have. Yeah, I found multiple places citing this story, but I couldn't find the original source of it. But that's too crazy to leave out. Yeah. Um. So people were basically breathing acid. So especially for people who already had bronchitis or asthma or some other condition, their already irritated lungs would just get more and more irritated and they would produce more and more mucus in an effort of protecting themselves, which this amount of mucus just made it harder to breathe. People wound up choking on the mucus that their bodies were producing or they died of heart failure as their bodies struggled to support their efforts to breathe. Twice as many children died as usual for that period of time, and three times as many adults between the ages of 45 and 64. Babies were particularly hard hit as well, since the lungs of infants are not as fully developed as older children. According to the General Register Office, during the week ending December 13th, so the week after the smog ended, 59% of the increases in deaths came directly from respiratory diseases. That number jumped to 76% the following week when the smog had cleared, but its effects on people's respiratory systems lingered. And it's probably no surprise that the smog also killed animals. The annual Smithfield Cattle Show was going on in West London, and according to news reports, a dozen prize cattle died. Some of these had to be slaughtered because they were beyond help. Uh, Many other animals needed serious veterinary attention. Interestingly, the animals sleeping in dirty bedding largely survived, and the theory is that the ammonia in their bedding neutralized the acid in the air. So the this smog had a lot of, uh, of effects for people in London and, and for life in London afterward. Even though the worst of the fog moved out on the wind on December 9th, more people than normal continued to die for several more months afterward. By March of 1953, about 13,500 more people than usual had died. And it wasn't until three weeks after the smog had cleared when the registrar published the death tolls that anybody knew really how bad it had been. 
People compared this spike in deaths to a cholera epidemic that had struck nearly 100 years earlier, and they also compared it to the 1918 flu, which we've talked about before. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if everyone's being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. Even when it was conclusively shown that the smog had definitely killed people and killed lots of people, a number of politicians acted like smog was just an unchangeable fact of life in London. Legislation for cleaner air was decried as being a move of overregulation and basically a lot of worrying over nothing. In the words of Harold Macmillan, who was then the Minister of Housing, quote, Today everybody expects the government to solve every problem. It is a symptom of the welfare state. 
for some reason or another, smog has captured the imagination of the press and people. I would suggest we form a committee. We cannot do very much, but we can seem to be very busy, and that is half the battle nowadays. There were also fears that the city, which was still facing rationing and debt in the wake of World War II, could not afford for people to switch to a cleaner fuel. And for a while, the government even tried to pin this spike in deaths on the flu instead of on air quality. However, this uh, investigative committee, originally formed to just sort of look busy, uh, found that there really was an actual problem that needed to be addressed. And consequently, Parliament passed the Clean Air Act in 1956. The Clean Air Act included provisions for setting up smoke-free zones and to provide money to homeowners to convert their heat source to something cleaner than coal. It also prohibited furnaces from putting out dark smoke. This didn't fix things overnight, and there was at least one other deadly smog in London. There was one that killed almost 1,000 people in, in January of 1956. And then another year later, another similar event occurred. Some of this was because it just takes time to change how an entire city is heating itself in the winter. New power stations and delivery systems had to be built to accommodate the increased demand. As people converted their homes to use different sources of heat, the air did get better, though. And the last London smog that, you know, was this monumental, but not so deadly, took place in 1962. In 1965, natural gas became widely available in London, and many households converted to its use. There is still pollution in London, uh, you know, just like most industrialized places, Um the smog in London now more has to do with summer than with winter because the pollutants in the air are mostly tied to vehicle emissions rather than home heating, and they react with heat and sunlight. And according to the World Health Organization, every year around the world, 7 million deaths, uh, which breaks down to about 1 in 8, are tied to exposure to air pollu- pollution. So while there's not a deadly smog blanketing everything... Uh, Air pollution is still definitely a problem. So I'm glad Stuart asked us to talk about this. It was not something that I personally was very familiar with. Although people who lived in London at the time, like that's definitely a story that they remember. Well, I've seen Uh, it mentioned, but I had never really investigated it and didn't realize the breadth of it. Yeah, and the recency. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us on this Saturday. Since this episode is out of the archive, if you heard an email address or a Facebook URL or something similar over the course of the show, that could be obsolete now. Our current email address is historypodcast at iheartradio.com. Our old How Stuff Works email address no longer works. You can find us all over social media at Missed in History. And you can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. 
Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.